now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Path, the Next Level Network. Today, I am exhausted. I'm sorry. I'm going to sound it. I know. I am. The kid has decided to just keep waking up in the middle of the night. So that's what I'm rolling with. He's at daycare today. Today's Wednesday. So I guess I don't have to worry about yelling while he's sleeping unless you brought him home early and he's napping. So my bad, dude. Um, yeah, so I, I might sound a little uh, little off today. My bad. It's the kid's fault. It's all his fault. But we're good. Everybody else is good. Uh, patrons just got a bonus. Patreon.com slash TheMelticPat. Sign up for that. Get a little bonus for your uh, for some money every month. All right? Sound good? Great. Wonderful. Grand. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. All right. There we go. <laughs> How are you? Are you okay? Was your holiday good? Was your holiday uh, your holiday fun? Did you have a good time? Oh, newsletter's coming out. It's going to be out by the time you hear this. So sign up and I'll try to send it to you. Uh, yeah, you're good. We're good. We had a good time. Holiday was solid. Thanks for having us, everybody. Um, thank you to Phil for driving us home. We were supposed to go to the tree lighting in town. We didn't. We ended up not going. Uh, actually, it ended up being okay because the kid would have been miserable. So instead of getting another Uber, I called Phil and said, hey, I'll pay you to drive me home. And he's like, yeah, great. So we got to hang out anyway. So <laughs> so what all worked out in the end, I would say. Um, yeah, so there you go. Today on the show, that's all I had to tell you at the top, I think. Anything else? Um, oh, right. Uh, my wife is pregnant with someone else's child. So that's very exciting. It's a surrogate baby, in case you weren't listening whenever I talked about it last. I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she is pregnant with the uh, the surrogate child, so uh, we're moving along with the process. So very good. I'll keep you updated as best I can. If you want, if you don't want updates, let me know, and I won't provide them, or I'll you know I'll message you individually. I guess I don't know. Anyway, yeah, my wife's pregnant again. Kid's not ours, so we're going through the process. My kid is three feet tall, which is ridiculous, and he's also not sleeping in bed anymore. So it's great. It's really great. Things are going really well. Um, all right, today on the show we got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got some baseball at the end. The Hall of Fame ballot's out. We'll talk about that briefly. We should hear from the captain about the Fly Guys, who did finally win the other day. That is exciting. Um, we got some common words that we can't pronounce. We got a few, and uh, I feel like there's going to be one or two that I'm going to think of as we read that. So there you go. Also, did I mention this? We'll talk about exes at holiday gatherings. I saw it on Reddit the other day and uh, and thought it was weird, so I'm going to talk about it. That sound good? Great. First things first, though, after several minutes, I always do that. Uh, we have a song, a new song from our friends Bleached, and uh, I love this song. It's great. We're going to hear from Bleached again on the holiday episode next month, but they got a new thing. I like the song. It is great. You can hear more, find more from them at hellobleached.com, and uh, I think all their, most of their social media is Hello Bleached. I believe so. So there you go. Check them out. Tell them I sent you. They might know who I am. I don't know. Anyway, this is the latest. I think it is, right? Yeah, the latest from Bleached. Our friends, thank you very much. The song is Flip It. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, Jim. What's up? Mm, I'm just feeling like really weird today. I'm just feeling like so sick of LA. 
And there you have it, our friends, Bleached, with their latest Flip It, HelloBleached.com, <laughs> for more from them. It's the Melting Pat. We are back. A little improv on that one. I love doing that. It's great. Again, hellobleached.com. Tell them I sent you. They might know who I am. They probably don't, but it's fine. The song is Flip It. Go get that thing where you get the stuff and go see them on tour. If they're coming near you, you go see them and then you say, hey, 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 I heard about you on this podcast. And they'll say, I don't know what that is. And it'll be great. It will be great. So thank you to our friends Bleached for that. Um, That's a really fun song. I love that band. They're so good. I should have them on. Should we have them on? We should, right? Yeah, we should probably do that. All right. Anyway, there we go. On with the show. Where are we? I I don't know why I closed all my stuff. Oh, because I was going to reboot because I'm having problems. But I think we're okay. We'll probably have to reboot after we're done. But there we go. Okay, so uh, I got a text the other day to the show number. By the way, if you don't know, if you want to keep it in, on file, 209-867-7638. That's where you can send me a text or leave me a voicemail if you'd like with your questions and your comments and your concerns. Or if you just want to say hello, you can do that too. So yeah, I got one the other day and it said, hey, uh, I don't have it up. It's fine. Um, you should ask about common words people can't say so that you can see if you can pronounce them out loud and read them on the show. So I did that. We got a couple. I shared the basically shared the message. Um, I did learn uh, through this show that I was unable on the first try to say the words astrological and uh, hallucinogenic. So that was tough. When I had uh, Wormtooth and, and hallucinogenic bulb on the show, I did not know how to say the word hallucinogenic, although I think I just said it three times flawlessly. So that is exciting. And when Tim was on a couple of years ago, we talked about uh, we talked about people blaming the st- blaming astrology for them being jerks or something like that. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, astrological signs, and I said it in a really weird way, and I felt bad, like, oh my god, I'm an idiot, I can't read. And then Tim also had trouble with the word, so I'm happy about that. That that not that Tim also can't read, but that I'm not the only idiot who doesn't know what words are. So <laughs> so there we go. Kirsten says, uh, these two aren't for me. A lot of people do get tripped up on them, though. Rural, r- rural, ha- gee, I can't even say that. Damn it. And juror, juror, juror. Say it French-like, rural and juror. A lot of people do say like jury duty when they mean jury duty, J-U-R-Y, jury duty. Pat, spell the words that you just butchered. We're R- R-U-R-A-L, rural. Rural, just make just make it weird. Why not? And uh, and juror, J J U R O R. I so that's two words I can't say. Also, so there you go, Kirsten. You got me on both. No, I don't. I don't know, man. I I I thought about using like the Google, like you know, you can type in any word, you know, like pronunciation, and a robot will read it back for you, and that's fun. Like those are fun. I thought about putting those in the show, but that's a lot of work, and I don't have a lot of time. So my bad. Uh, Kirsten did say that she gets tripped up on the word memorial because it comes out as memorial because she's lazy. She drops the E out of memorial and just adds an M instead. So yeah, memorial. That's good. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, Jen says Worcestershire, and it's not spelled that way, in case you don't know, as in Worcester, Massachusetts, kid. Um, Yeah, so I guess 
I mean, a lot of people will say like Worcestershire, which is not what it is. So Worcester is a city. I mean, it's a it's a place in England also, but it's a city in Massachusetts. So that's how I how to that's how I know how to say Worcester. Worcester. So I got that one. That's no problem. And then Shire is just sure when you have it at the end of a word, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. There we go. That's a good one. Or Worcestershire, dude. Um, so that's a good one. Thank you, Jen. Tom says, I always, always have trouble with symphony. Somehow my brain confabulates it with sympathy. That's a good one. Damn, that's a good one. Symphony, sympathy. I like that. I like. I mean, not that you have trouble with the word. I'm not saying anything about that. But um, I like that you're able to be open with your vulnerability here, Tom. And there's a one. There's another one I can't say. Vulnerability, man. See, I knew if I just started talking, I was gonna find more words that I just can't read and can't say. And like, but for what? Like in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that's vulnerability. Like that. Obviously, that's what the word is. And then somewhere between my brain and my face hole, it just doesn't. Like, the message just doesn't go all the way there. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm just uh, I'm just dumber than I've always thought. Although I will say, I really thought I was going to have trouble with confabulates there. I really was. Uh, although, fun fact, so I, type, I have a, a Google Doc for the show notes now, and I clicked on confabulates. So there's a little blue line. I guess they want me to, um, to replace the word. And confuses is the word that Google wants me to replace confabulates with. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, I have no symphony for you, Google. We're going to go hear a sympathy later. It's going to be great. There we go. Does that work? Is that funny? Is that funny to anybody but me? No? Okay. Well, yeah, I know that I was going to have, and I looked up on, uh, I don't remember the site at this point, but it was um, like commonly mispronounced English words, and Worcestershire was on there. Um Mischievous was on there. A lot of people say mischievous. And another one that popped out was, oh, damn it, I forget. But like, oh, February. They say February. That's a good one. I have seen uh, written, instead of the word feelings, they write fillings. Or like, instead of like, oh, I feel this should happen, they write, I feel this should happen. Because people say it that way sometimes. Maybe no one else has this, uh, has heard that, but... Yeah, they will say fill instead of feel, and then they will in turn write it that way. And because I, I saw it in writing one time, like, oh, I feel that this is uh, this is what should happen. And I'm looking, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I'm like, oh, feel, feel. Like when people try to say well, they say wool. And the the, line, the next line is, hey, man, wool is for sheep. What's going on? Anyway, uh, we're getting off track. No, we got to the end of the track. And now we're just trying to build more, and the bridge is out. So we're having a great time. None of that made sense. I'm exhausted. All right, so we can't say, I can't say rural and juror. Um, memorial, I can say. That's good. Worcestershire, I'm good. Symphony, sympathy. I get getting those mixed up, no problem. And then we added some more in there. All right, so if you have any words that you think I can't say, I would like to know. Submit them. Leave a, you know what? what here's what you should do. Leave me a voicemail. Again, 209-867-7638. Say the word that you don't think I can say. And I can almost guarantee you I will still get it wrong. So do that. Let me know what the word is. 
leave me a voicemail or on SpeakPipe, do it right from your, either way, right from your phone. Leave me a little message with a word you think I can't pronounce. And I can almost guarantee you I will still find a way to get it wrong. Let me know. All right, there we go. That is that. That's the, that's the word thing, man. The bird is the word. That's what I've heard anyway. Oh, well, a bird, 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 bird's the word. There you go. That's for Josh and Bridget. There you go. On my live show years ago, Bridget and Josh were listening at the beach, and I played, I don't know what song it was, and Josh said, hey, can you play Surfing Bird? We're at the beach. Bridget hates the song. Can you play Surfing Bird? And it was like right before I was going on the air, and I real quick found it. I said, we got a dedication, and I threw on Surfing Bird, and my sister texted me like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Just imagine, like I don't remember. I don't remember what the um, what the. I'll look it up on the break. What the other song was that I played, and then I just added "Surfing Bird" to the list right before I went on, and then so she heard that song and went, "Well, well, it's the word." So, yeah, little memory there. All right, we got a couple more things. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Okay, so I looked it up as promised, and uh, the song that I played before I threw in the dedication of "Surfing Bird." was the foundations build me up buttercup so build me up and then fade and then well um are we gonna get in trouble if i put that in the show we probably are you know what i i'll see what i can do but i think i might get in trouble putting that little crossfade in (laughs) so yeah so we went from the foundations to uh the trash men thank you josh for basically trolling my sister in real time I appreciate that. I can appreciate that. So there we go. That's that's what I wanted to... Uh, I looked it up. I didn't want to forget to tell you that I did that. All right. Jeez. Let's do... Um, we got a sports thing, just so you know, in a little bit. And it's not going to be a long sports segment, by the way. I'm just going to roll through... Because uh, usually when I do the Baseball Hall of Fame, I have a guest. So we'll see if we can do that. But we'll talk about it a little bit in the meantime, and then we'll hear from the captain. But I saw this on Reddit the other day. Because, you know, Thanksgiving, people get together and, uh, you know, for better or for worse, it happens. So, I, you know, sometimes the people can get a little uh, get a little weird with their gatherings and who goes and who doesn't go and who does what and this and that. So this woman said, you know, my boyfriend's ex was at Thanksgiving. Okay, a little, uh, little weird, but all right. Let's, uh, so basically they were saying uh, the boyfriend's ex-girlfriend was there. And by the time that the the woman who posted this, by the time she got there, there were no chairs left. And so she went and sat on her boyfriend's lap, and the whole family thought that was weird as hell. And the boyfriend's mom was like, how could you do this? You embarrassed me. You embarrassed the other girl. Like, what the hell? What's going on? I don't know if the boyfriend said anything at all. I feel like that this would have been his place to say, hey, you should have made a place for her. Something should have happened where she should have gotten a seat, right? And so the mom was like flipping out about this, and it was, oh, you're you embarrassed us because you made you sat on his lap, and blah blah. And my question was, why is the ex there? Like that's my first question. Why is the ex there? Well, no, I guess I guess that's my second question. My first question was, why did the boyfriend not jump in and say, hey, take my chair? That's my first question. My second question is, wait a minute, why is the ex-girlfriend there at all? There was no mention if that they if they have kids together, like if the if the guy and the ex 
have kids together? Because then I get it, right? Did I mean, do I really get it, though? I mean, I get it on some level that, you know, kids want to be with their mom for Thanksgiving, whatever. But I don't know. That's weird. Like, have your ex-girlfriend there with your current girlfriend because your mom is friends with your ex. So, like, what does that say about the mom's relationship with their current girlfriend? Right? Like, what does that say to her? They're like, oh, I don't like you as much as I like this other girl who's not with him anymore. And then what does it say to the guy, too? Like, hey, this girl was better for you. Why aren't you still with her? And, like, why is she still at the house? I don't know. I don't have any exes. So I guess I don't have, um, like, I'll never be in this situation where my, but I can't imagine. Okay, let's, let's run through a scenario where I have an ex and we, the, like, the breakup was amicable. Right. It was fine. Everybody would like it just for whatever reason just didn't work. Like there was no cheating. There was no you suck. There was no whatever. It's just like, you know what? It's not working. We're just going to go and do something else. All right. Great. So let's say that's my that's my situation. Right. And I show up uh, or Thanksgiving's at my house and I'm dating someone else. I don't think my mom would be OK with having my ex-girlfriend Number one, at Thanksgiving at all. And number two, at Thanksgiving or at any dinner when I have my current, when I'm bringing my current girlfriend to dinner. Like, I don't understand. Like, I I just, you know, everybody's family is different and everybody deals with things in different ways. Now the mom and the, the woman can still be friendly or on good terms, I guess. And that's sure, fine. If you want to go have lunch or whatever, sure. You know, I guess if you're in a, say you're in a, in a club together or something, you go do that. But just the idea of, I should have had people write in for this. You know what? Let's do that. We'll revisit this. Let's do that. If you, okay. So if you have any exes, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex-whoever, whatever, would you be comfortable with them being invited to Thanksgiving when you're bringing a current girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever? So would you be comfortable with your ex still being friends with your mom? Maybe let's start there. And being invited to holiday gatherings when you have a new partner who you are bringing to the same holiday gathering. And then the fact that the guy didn't get up and say, hey, hey, current girlfriend, take my, take my chair. Like, that's weird. But also, why is the ex there? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why is, why is your mom, like... Inviting your ex, who clearly she likes better than your current girlfriend, which is, that's a red flag for the whole evening, right? Like, that's a red flag on the whole, actually not even, that's a red flag on the whole, like, new relationship. So you're saying to your son, I like this girl better, I'm going to keep hanging out with her and inviting her to stuff. She's like family, right? People say that all the time. And then you're also saying to the woman, hey... I'm never going to like you as much as I like this one, which is, right? That's, that's so mean, right? You're, you're devaluing the whole relationship in front of everybody. And I'm, I'm wondering if anybody else said anything about the girl being there, right? Or if they all just kind of jumped in and said, Hey, weirdo, she has a place here too. For what reason? I don't know. Like, because the connection to the family's not there. Like you're connected to the family through the guy you're dating and you're no longer dating, you're not a member of the clan anymore. You should be kicked out of the club, right? 
and maybe I like I'm coming at this from a place of having no exes, but if I did, I really don't think my mom would be cool with me inviting my ex-girlfriend number 1 at all and number 2 while I was bringing my current girlfriend. Like that just doesn't I can't wrap my head around that. I re- I don't know somebody has to explain this to me like I'm 5. And now like I'm 10. Cuz I can't understand like what I'm trying to get the thought process of Oh, Jimmy's bringing his new girlfriend. That's great. Okay, cool. But his ex-girlfriend is still going to be here. Like for on what level is that okay? Unless that like if there are children involved. Like if if I say I had an ex and we had a kid together and we wanted to spend a holiday together. Is that weird? Sure, but at least it, on some level it makes sense. Right? Everybody together for Thanksgiving. Sure, it's weird. Weird as hell, but at least there's a connection there. Cuz once the kid is there, you have a connection to that person no matter what. So I guess it makes sense that way, but it, I didn't see any mention of any children. So I really, I, I'm putting this on three people. I'll put this on the boyfriend for not saying, oh, but no, let's start with the mom. Cause let's, uh, let's say it's mom, mom is hosting. And so mom's in charge of who comes and doesn't. Right. So let's put it on mom to not say, oh, you're not dating this person anymore. We probably shouldn't have him over for Thanksgiving. All right. That's one. Uh, we'll put it on the woman. Number two, the ex, let's say, for showing up when you know that the new girlfriend's going to be there with your ex-boyfriend and your ex-family-in-law like almost. And three, we'll put it on the boyfriend for not saying, hey, don't invite her to Thanksgiving. And then like once it happened, I don't know what the solution would have been. But once the situation happened where the new girlfriend didn't have a chair, not new, the current girlfriend didn't have a seat. He should have at least gotten up and said, oh, you sit here so you can eat and we'll like we'll rotate or whatever. Right. So everybody in this situation where this woman said I was at my my uh, boyfriend's mom's house and I didn't have a chair because his ex was sitting there and then I had to sit on his lap and all that. Like the whole situation is a mess that I saw. But it got me thinking about. Why is your ex-girlfriend at Thanksgiving with your current girlfriend when you knew you were going to bring her? Like, why did your mom, first of all, invite her, and then second of all, decide to dump all over your current girlfriend in favor of your ex because she's like family? So you're admitting that this girlfriend, this current girlfriend, is not like family and probably will never be. So you're saying that your, your son made a bad choice with this second woman instead of the first one. And that this new woman is, she's not to you. That's what you're saying. So it's disrespectful on so many levels. But again, I don't have any exes, so I'm coming at this from completely outside the box here. But is this a normal thing? Like, do you invite your exes to your Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners when your current partner is there with you? Do you do that? Does your mom do that? Does your dad do that? Does whoever invite them to, uh, to a gathering? Maybe the guy didn't know. That's a possibility I didn't think about till right now. Maybe he didn't know that the um, the ex was going to go. And then once he got there, he was blindsided as well. But then he kind of maybe handled it a bit differently. But like, is that a thing? Is this? Let me know. Is this a thing that happens in life where your ex-girlfriend is invited by someone else or ex-boyfriend or whoever is invited while your current partner is with you? to a family gathering because they're like family, but the new one isn't, I guess. 
I don't know. It just seemed really weird. And I, I want to know now if it's a real thing that happens to people or if this is just an internet thing that is not even real at all. But it gave me like 10 minutes of show stuff to talk about when I had nothing else today. So I, uh, <laughs> so even if you were lying, I appreciate it all the same. And I hope you're kind of hope you're out of that relationship, right? Because there's no way that, that, that this woman's going to be respected by this guy's mom. And in, on some level, not even by the guy. Because clearly he's prioritizing, uh, maybe not clearly, but in some way he's prioritizing the ex by giving her a chair and not giving up his chair for the current girlfriend. I, I don't know. I don't understand the dynamic here. I don't get the thought process of inviting the ex when there's another girlfriend involved in play with this. I don't get it. Let me know. All right? I'm thirsty. We'll take a break. We'll do sports. Then we'll say goodbye. Sound good? Great. Okay, one more thing for you. We'll do a little bit of baseball. Um, we do have a game of the week for week 13. What it is, I don't know yet. I haven't even looked. I told you, I've been kind of out on the NFL. It started with, because um, the Phillies were in the World Series, so I wasn't paying attention. And now I'm just kind of, I'm doing other stuff. But don't worry. I will have a game of the week for week 13 or 14, whatever the hell, wherever the hell we are in this. I don't even know. Um, so we're, <laughs> I didn't even look yet. So we'll do that. We will have one. I don't know what it is yet. Um, we'll get there. But we got a little bit of baseball. So if you don't like sports, thank you for coming. I'll talk to you next time. Go have fun. Uh, we may have a guest at some point soon on the show. We'll find out. I, I'm, I'm working on it. All right. Not that it's, I don't know. Anyway, um, just so you know, a little preview for what might be coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. We might have a guest or two separately. That could be fun, right? No? Okay. Bye. Non-sports people. See you later. Everybody else, real quick. <laughs> the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot is out. I'm not reading all the names. Uh, I usually like to go through with a guest and see who's in, who's not. And, you know, we uh, usually what happens is I will pick someone who is probably not a Hall of Famer and say, I'll vote for them. And then my guest will say, wow, Pat, you're dumb. This person's not a Hall of Famer because this. But we don't have that this time because I don't have time to record any stuff. So <laughs> so instead, what you're going to get is uh, what I do with the Hall of Fame ballot generally when I first see it is I go through it and I look right away. I look at all the names and I do a quick eye test without looking at anything too deeply and say, yes, yes, no, yes, no. Right? I, I decide who I would vote for. If I had a vote in the Hall of Fame, here's who I would vote for. And so that's what I'll do for you today. I did that. I said, let's roll through real quick with the list here and see if we have any like slam dunk, definitely would vote for the Hall of Fame. And I don't look at, when I do this um, preliminary exercise, let's call it, preliminary, did I get that right? Anyway. Um, oh, speaking of words we can't say, Michael Cole, who's been on TV for 30 years with WWE, cannot say the word veteran. He says veteran. And it really bothers me every time because he says it a lot in his line of work. Veteran. He says veteran. And it really bothers me. Also, he pronounces Wilkes-Barre PA as Wilkes-Barre. So that's bad too. All right. There are two new ones for not me, but someone else. Someone who should know better. All right. He's never coming on the show now. Anyway. Oh boy. Where was I? Um, yeah. Baseball Hall of Fame. So I look real quick and I don't look at any any kind of scandal that they were involved in when I do this first thing. I just go, do they have the numbers to be a Hall of Famer? And if that answer is yes, they go on this first list. So that list for me today, as it stands, Scott Rowland, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Kent, who's in his last year, 
Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez. So those, I have seven. I usually, I try to pick 10 every year because I, I think if you have 10 slots, you should make 10 votes. I think if you submit a blank ballot as some, as some weird form of protest, that's complete You should not be allowed to vote anymore. I hate that. I've hated it for years. If you have the privilege of voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame for these players who, because um, it's baseball writers who do this, right? So you cover these players, you cover the game for all these years. And so you make money kind of based on what they do. Like if they keep playing well, you keep writing stories about them, you keep getting paid. So then to turn around and say, no, you shouldn't get in the Hall of Fame because this, or none of you should get in because this is a complete cop out. And I hate it. All right. There's my little rant for the day. If you submit a blank ballot, go yourself. You should not be allowed to vote again. That's me. That's my hard line. All right. Now, I admit I have softened my stance on performance-enhancing drugs in baseball. At this point, because for me, the, the point of the Hall of Fame is you're showing the history of the game. So whether Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez were involved with uh, some performance-enhancing substances on some level, then, you know, fine. They did it. You can still put in their numbers because they still put up the numbers. Whether you think they're, they're fraudulent or not doesn't change the fact that they happened, right? And it took me a while to get to this spot. And maybe this is still an incorrect stance. If you want to say that, that's fine. But they still did it. Like, they still went out and like Manny Ramirez still went out and hit 555 home runs and it went and hit 312 for his career, right? Alex Rodriguez still hit 696 home runs in his career and still did all the things he did on the field on all different teams, right? He still went out and did that. How much of it was, uh, was him? How much of it was, you know, whatever he used, whatever the case was, right? Say whatever you want, right? As I sit here with their numbers, they're Hall of Famers. A-Rod, Manny, Hall of Famers. That's what I'll say. Like so, I've I would have voted for Bonds and Clemens every year, right? And and I was the biggest like for a number of years. I was the biggest like nope, they're not nope, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? They still did it, and you you want to put them in and say, you know what? Let's have a separate thing or just put on their plaque like, oh, he was suspected of using PEDs, right? Because at this point where we sit, we don't know how many guys who are already in used some substances. We don't know that for sure because the testing wasn't a thing for a long time. So we don't know who used what, and we don't know, you know, who was really on the up and up, right? And so you take that stance, say, sure, fine. That's, that's kind of where I sit. And if you, if you disagree with that, that's fine. Come on the show. We'll talk all about it. But the other guys, like, uh, for sure, like I, I think Brian was on a number of years ago, and I, I was on the fence about Jeff Kent. And then Brian ran down a good case for him. He's like, no, I think Jeff Kent's a Hall of Famer. And he gave me some good examples, and I don't remember what they are, but it was enough to sway me to Jeff Kent's side. Gary Sheffield, the guy just, he made contact all the time. He was great. Todd Helton, sure, you can say, uh, oh, it's Coors Field, it's Coors Field, but Larry Walker got in, and he played a lot of his time in Coors Field. So that kind of defeats that argument for me. Billy Wagner was a premier closer during his time. I say get him in. Scott Rowland, one of the best defensive third basemen I think we've ever seen. And uh, it doesn't help that he was my favorite player when I was a kid. He was my favorite Philly when I was a kid. So maybe a little bias creeping in there. That's fine. I don't care. Those are my guys on the ballot. Um, those are the people I would vote for. I'm sure I come up, could come up with three more to make it 10. 
but I did this real quick today because um, I was, I'm trying to have a guest on to do Hall of Fame. So we may revisit this. Um, if you have any uh, suggestions for who you would vote for or any arguments against who I would vote for, let me know. I will say I don't think the writers will, will put enough votes behind Manny or A-Rod. I will say that. And uh, Jeff Kent's in trouble. But who knows? I was listening, listening to a podcast the other day when uh, they said, oh, I don't know if anybody's getting elected, cause, which I don't like. I don't because of all these writers, you know, I just again it, we'll go back to the blank ballot thing. I don't like when they do that. But anyway, um, those are my guys for the baseball of fame for this year's ballot. Uh, that's a solid lineup, I would say. Like if you had them on a team, wait, could they all be on a team? You gotta let's see, first base, third base, closer, outfield, second base, outfield, shortstop. Almost. That's almost a full squad. Do you want me to go down the list and see if I can find a starter? to fill in there and find a, I don't know, a catcher. I'll see what I can do. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i not going to do it right now, but those are my guys for the, uh, the Writers Hall of Fame ballot. And there's also, I mentioned this when Trey Miller was on a couple weeks ago, there's the Contemporary Era Baseball, whatever it's called, the committee, and they're going to vote on some names. And I wrote down four names who I would for sure vote for, I'm sure the others I would uh, I could give a look to, but for sure, give me Bonds, give me Clemens, give me Schilling, give me Fred McGriff. Yeah, the fact that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame is a joke. Again, you want to put a little uh, star next to their name because they were connected to PEDs. Sure, fine, whatever. But the fact that two of the best players from their generation are not in the Hall of Fame is a joke. Kurt Schilling... His, let's call them extracurriculars aside, uh, was a tremendous player and deserves, based on numbers alone, to be in the Hall of Fame. And Fred McGriff, I'm upset he was snubbed because this guy, the crime dog, was awesome. Get him in there. So that's for this year. If you're going to tell me, Pat, who you put in the Hall of Fame, give me Roland, give me Helton, Wagner, Sheffield, Kent, Ramirez, Rodriguez, Bonds, Clemens, Shilling, McGriff, done. Uh, do we have the Ford C. Frick? thing oh wait wait tim kirkshen i think already tim kirkshen got it right was that this year or last year damn now i can't remember all right anyway i like to look at those because i like to follow a lot of baseball writers because uh again baseball is my favorite so there you go that's what i'm into man and well man all right there's the baseball we're good that went a little further a little deeper than i thought but i think we're god damn it that's what she said Woo! thank you bender Appreciate you being here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how much I was going to get into that, but uh, there we are. There's my ballot. There's my Baseball Hall of Fame for you. If you have any uh, rebuttals or you want to add to the list of guys I have, let me know. You can come on the show. We can make some time. I'll figure out how to get all my stuff working again, and uh, and we're going to be great. All right? All right. There we go. That's it for me. So we're going to turn it over and uh, cross our fingers and toes that the captain is there to tell us about the fly guys who had a rough go, but they won the other day. So that's good, right? Right? All right. Good, sir. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Oh, yeah. Woo. Sadly, not much to woo about in my department over here. The Flyers losers of 10 out of the last 11 games the flyers just have been struggling 
during this stretch, but luckily they broke that through, <laughs> just broke through that 10 game losing streak to win one to just lose another one. So, hey, who am I to judge? The Flyers are an emerging team. They have a young core, they got a brand new coach, and Carter Hart has been standing on his head for the Flyers. If not for him, the Flyers might have lost every single game this season. So let's give a little bit of credit where credit's due. Between the pipes, Carter Hart doing everything he can. Flyers offense not doing much at all right now. So let's get into our recap. So last Friday, the Flyers ended up losing 4-1 to one versus the Penguins at home. Then went up to New York to take on the Islanders, ended up losing that game 5-2 to two on Saturday. Then followed up with a back-to-back, the home-to-home. The Flyers ended up taking on the Islanders Tuesday night and lost 3-1 to one at home. Then they followed up with a game Thursday night against Tampa Bay. The Lightning came into our house Sadly, we lost that game 4-1. to one. Looking ahead, though, the Flyers are going to take on the Devils on Saturday, following it up with a game against the Avalanche on Monday and then a game against the Capitals on Wednesday. So the Flyers have a three-game homestand. Let's see if they ahead of them. So let's see what they can do. Again, if the offense can start clicking, the injuries can be overcome. The Flyers have a chance here, guys. I know it's not looking pretty. But this is where we support our team. This is where the fans step up. And this is where we are here to make them feel our noise. So, guys, take a deep breath. All good. We're going to see this through. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. Thank you, my friend. There we go. The Melting Pad, the Next Level Network. Just in case he wasn't there, he's a busy guy. I have no qualms with that. And that's our show. My thanks to everybody for listening. My thanks to Bleached for the tune. Flip it. Go get it where you get stuff. I got it on Bandcamp, which is my favorite because uh, I can listen to the full song before I buy it. And I know I'm going to buy it because they're good friends of the show. HelloBleached.com. HelloBleached. There we go. Dot com. Yeah, for more from them. I thought I was going to put something else there, but I I didn't do that. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for weighing in with your uh, words you can't say. If you want more... Let me know. Leave me the word. Leave me a voicemail. Say the word, and I bet you that I won't be able to say it. Even even if you say it correctly, I promise you I will. There's a good chance I'm not going to get it right. So there we go. All right. Uh, And let me know. X's at holiday gatherings. Is this a thing that happens when you have a current partner? Or even if you don't. Like if your mom invites your ex to a thing and you're single or not, is that okay with you? And then what do you do once that happens? Let me know. That was a weird story. And uh, I need to know if this happens in other people's lives or if this is just a thing that exists on the internet. <laughs> and it just gave me some uh, some material for the show. All right? All right, we're good. Thanks for being here. This has been an 8 Boiler production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And uh, yeah, we're good. Right. Awesome, wonderful. G Love and Special Sauce with I I messed this whole thing up. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're gonna play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that is all for today. Thank you so much. We are good to go. I hope. All right, I gotta go. I love you. Thanks a lot. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo.